0: Like the cream that rises to the top, the Area 81 podcast. Yeah, it's risen to astronomical heights, dig it. Miss Elizabeth told me to listen to her, they did not disappoint. Yeah, so subscribe, tell a friend to rate them in iTunes, dig it. Google Podcast, now on
1: Spotify. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Oh yeah! Howdy! What's up, man? How you doing?
0: Good. I'm doing well. um It's good to talk to you, man. I'm I'm happy you invited me on. I've never been. Well, is this like an interview or a conversation? Um, a little which bit. Of both. Are you gearing towards? Okay,
1: a cool, little bit of both. Cool. I do have some questions for you, and then some stuff to talk about, kind of randomly. So.
0: Sweet. I dig it, man. I'm uh I'm happy to ride shotgun.
1: Sweet. Glad to have you. Um, Excuse me. I forgot to get my cup of tea. I usually drink a cup of tea to loosen up the vocal cords a little bit, you know? Not tonight, though. We're going to go with Alex Jones on ya. Let's see. So I did prep for tonight. I found this uh, couple of little audio drops. Check this one out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now the name of the song eludes me. It's, I guess it's in Tagalog and she's singing Alan.
0: <laughs> is it playing right now?
1: Oh, you can't hear it, can you?
0: No, oh, no, I can't hear man. it. man. Oh,
1: you're just going to have to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> just going to have to listen.
0: <laughs> Was it like a uh, throat singing or?
1: No, no. It's I it's, uh, I can't remember the classic song. I'll, I'll have to edit it in. Oh, yeah, I remember. The song is called. okay, see, that's the one. And then, uh, cheap editing skills. (laughs) Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am with a very special guest tonight. I met him on Podbeam, uh, through the Milt Dog 2020 podcast, I believe, right? That's the first time you popped in.
0: Yeah, we just kind of clicked for some reason. I don't know what it is. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure either. I'm an old fart. He's a youngster. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I think I was digging the profile picture you had. It's like, hey, what? cool picture, man. Kind of like American Beauty or something. I think.
0: Oh <laughs> my god! Himself. Yes, that's exactly where I. Uh, I think uh, that's where I got it from subconsciously. <laughs> um, th- I, I love that you can point that out. <laughs> I've never. No one's ever pointed that out, and I don't know that I actually even realized that until you just said it. Uh, it was
1: just a little bit, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a great movie, by the way, with uh, Kevin Spacey.
1: Um. So this is Alan Orante. I'm here. Uh, Alan is, uh, well, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Sure. I struggle, I think, with defining who I am and telling people who I am. I'm, uh, I think, humbled, but in a strange way where I want to be acknowledged for my work and my personality and skills. And um, I feel that my ego is bruised when I don't get that. Yet at the same time, I don't feel very um, loud, and obnoxious about what I do and what I like to do. Yeah. But if I had, you know, gun to head, you ask me who I am and what I do. I am currently working on a credential so that I can be a classroom teacher, fifth grade, fourth grade. I skateboard. I've been a musician since I was maybe 13, 14. I um, am a recent interviewer. The last year I've been interviewing people. Uh, I think by the end of the year, I'll have maybe 52, uh, podcast episodes. Um, wow. I'm just a normal guy. No, nobody too special.
1: What's your best trick?
0: Best trick. I would say, uh, tray flip. Maybe I do uh, things. It's definitely my favorite trick. It's I've wanted it for 10 years. It took me 10 years to learn. Wow. Um, And I finally got it. I got if I maybe I can do it uh five out of ten times, which is like pretty good. Yeah. Um I could possibly do more technical and more advanced fix than that that I don't realize, but just to me the tray flip is like a perfect trick and it's the trick I want to do until I'm fifty.
1: Nice. Deck of choice. I know it doesn't really mean much really. I mean it was just your logo that was on, you know. Mm. the piece of wood that you skated around on. Did you have a preference or what was the (laughs) brands that you, you know, either swore by or still swear by?
0: I think uh, I remember being a kid and um, knowing all the names of stuff, you know, world industries, hookups, uh, independent trucks, bands, DC. You know, I had this like, for being a youngster, I had this um, knowledge, if you will, of uh, skateboarding, which I've lost and I am not up to date currently at all. But um, back in the day, man, I was so cheap. I, you know, most of my life, I think I've maybe had one pro deck. So that means I've had, that means I've never really had a Baker deck, which I would love to have. I've never had um, a blind deck. So I've always had shop decks my whole life. Maybe one pro deck, and it was definitely uh, secondhand. Um, so late, So I guess, though, so I am happy to say I have been writing for the last 10 years. Maybe I'm a Surf which is, I think there's like three or four of them in SoCal, just a local shop. Um, 35 bucks for a deck, five bucks for grip tape. Um, Although if they're listening, I would tell them that their um, tail wears out really fast. Otherwise I really like those boards. If I could add something, um, not necessarily to brand, but um, I've been going to a local skate park recently or the past maybe six months And what I've really found fascinating, and I didn't really notice it as much as a kid because obviously we're in the moment as a kid, just being aware of ourselves. But now that I'm older and I go to the skate park, um, I love to skateboard. Do I know who's pro now? No, I don't know. I don't know anything about skateboarding, but I love to skateboard. But what I, what I love to observe though at the skate park is uh, just the social dynamics that are going on between the various aged kids and the regulars, the newcomers, the guys who suck, the guys who are really good, um, the bonds that you observe, and then you see how that develops over time. And it's uh, just a bubble of like social activity at the skate park. Um, and I've been fast just as fascinated with that as uh, recently as I am with the skateboarding itself.
1: Yeah, and you sound—you strike me as somebody who would pick those uh, little nuances out everywhere you go. You kind of notice things about people, I bet, and listening to the episodes of the podcast that you've done on your, uh, on your podcast, which we will get into a little bit here, um, you seem like very aware, you know what I mean? The questions you ask, the things you notice, uh, I like it, man. I, I find your podcast very interesting.
0: I feel so damn boring, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I I appreciate that so much, and I hope you're right. Uh, I can just never, you know, be, I'm always on the inside. I don't know how to put the put the metaphor, but I always feel like this. Maybe you do too, and maybe all creators of something feel this way. But I feel so um a part of of it, of doing it, that I just cannot observe it from an outside perspective. Um, Thank you so much for saying that. I hope it's good. Um, and maybe I think I'm also just, like, paranoid, you know? Like, I go to the skate park, and I'm just, like, making sure I'm safe. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, just being um, cautious. Um, I appreciate those words, though.
1: Definitely, man. Yeah. it's uh, Your podcast is intellectual. And, I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm an intellectual. I do enjoy a good fart joke here and there. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? But... Uh, I do it's it's a break from the mundane crazy podcasts that go on like this one the Area 81 podcast um, you know it, my podcast is kind of nonsense for the most part nonsensical and just fun people hanging out talking about you know whatever but uh, I have taken a chapter a little page out of your book dude and I'm telling you like when I interviewed the last uh, girl I kind of um, not modeled it but you know kind of Veered to a little serious <laughs> uh, side of the interviews, and uh, yeah, that was that was my the most downloaded podcast episode I've had. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, you know, there there is some kind of um, reward in all that because people do uh, they do crave that a little bit of knowledge. And the last uh, episode, or the one you did with the not the last one, the one before, with the uh, attorney or the lawyer.
0: Oh, uh, Caitlin.
1: Yes. Yes, um, Caitlin, and I was just, man, I was fascinated by it, you know, because people don't know what goes on with a lawyer. I've never had to hire a lawyer. So, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this, this, you know, oh, I shouldn't represent myself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and just stuff like that. It's just kind of like a brain food in a way. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and it's, um, yeah, I've listened. I don't, I really don't listen to podcasts anymore as much as I used to. Um, yeah, it's you, you start one and then maybe not you but as soon as I started one, I just like, don't listen to any anymore. Just maybe out of being busy with stuff. But, um, I, I appreciate that you can, um, enjoy those elements of, of, uh, the interviews I do. I feel like my questions are very, uh, basic at times and foundational and, uh, Google you know, like I must've asked her a few questions where it's like, Oh, well, just Google that. If you want to know that, (laughs) um, but I don't know. I think I, f- I find the value in hearing uh, the answer from an expert uh, in their own words, from their own perspective off the top of their head, right. because it's probably going to be different than what I think of it. And for a so-called expert, if they're like good at what they do, um, their answer should be satisfactory. And I find like 95%, 95% of the time, it does feel like that. So even though it's a basic question, you get their spin you know all their experience has brought them to this point just like the rest of us um so it's interesting i i I don't mind i feel boring at times asking the simple questions uh, mostly what i do but um i don't know I'm, i'm not i personally am not that bored with myself yet as boring as i sometimes feel
1: right i think that's natural yeah i think that's a natural thing Believe me, there's times where I'm like, should I even put this episode out? And then you're like, so what you said? Ah, oh, but I interviewed him for an hour and a half, or I talked <laughs> to my friend for an hour and a half. Man, I can't just do that to him. You know? <laughs> I know what you I know where you're coming from, and it's just, I think you hold your. We hold ourselves to a pretty high standard. You know what I mean? Because I think we both know what mm. I know what I'm capable of. You know what you're capable of. And mm. uh, you know what I mean? I think that has yeah. something to do with it.
0: Yeah, and I like your stuff too. I mean, I haven't heard all all the stuff that you have, but just uh, dealing with you and hearing the bits that i've heard so far um i think you enjoy it I, I don't feel like you're like on a trend or something like oh okay i'll start a podcast Everybody, you know it sounds fun um even though it doesn't sound fun i feel like okay. you're also um i don't know i i think you kind of joked about you know how you're not an intellectual or you are but i can see that you appreciate uh details and Things too. Just the fact that you like—I um, don't know what to call it—maybe pop material. You know, like uh, movies and music and stuff. Yeah. Uh, tells me that you care about details and systems in general. And just like I don't know. Uh, good talking, man. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, uh, I'm pleased to be here. No one's ever interviewed me before.
1: Huh, right on, man. Well, I'm glad to be. You the, do a good job. Uh, thank you, sir. Um, so there's a few questions uh, I gotta know if you drink coffee, how do you take it?
0: I uh, need to stop drinking coffee. I've been drinking so much coffee during quarantine, dude. Uh, a lot of coffee. Like whole c- pots, you know. <laughs> but the way I take it is uh, cream. I'll take uh, like half and half or something. I've been going, I've been drinking like coffee made vanilla. Not Actually, since I've been married, I don't have that brand anymore. That's my grandma's brand. Um... But uh, I've been drinking this like uh, I don't know. It's like some like organic Sprouts brand uh, oatmeal flavored uh, creamer. I don't mm-hmm. put any sugar. I used to. Um, so yeah, just black coffee and a uh, little creamer from Sprouts. Okay,
1: is it the oat milk or is it oatmeal flavored creamer?
0: It's oatmeal flavored. Yeah, it's not. It's not actually oatmeal. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure it's just a flavor. I think there. I want to say there's dairy in it.
1: Okay. Because my, my wife got the oat milk, uh, she tried to just try non-dairy for a little bit. It, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, it's good. <laughs> it's just not It's just not creamer. not oh,
0: creamer. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there
1: eventually. <laughs> I'll, I'll do, um, I can do milk, like 2% milk, or anything just to kind of, uh, you know, get something in there. And then I'll use, like, I don't know, a teaspoon or two of sugar just to kind of sweeten it up.
0: What about when you're at a restaurant or something like for example if you're uh, traveling and you get some get in early in the morning or something somewhere um and you're at a restaurant or yeah you know does it change at all what you order when you're traveling or not at home
1: yeah that's a good question um <laughs> it's true it's it's depends on what the coffee tastes like though to me uh, some places you can drink it black it's a little smoother you know
0: and mm, some places yeah, yeah. you're like
1: this is mud like like, I do need to wake up, but holy cow! You know, I'll, I'll mm. splash a little creamer in there, and then <laughs> if it's that bad, two two packets of of sugar and it goes in. But yeah, you're right. Some some I can do black, some I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a mud drinker.
0: Yeah, same here. I wish I could just do black, but not me yet. Yeah.
1: Um, next question: Can you drive stick?
0: Yes, yes, I I, uh, I can. I had to learn, um, my grandpa had this truck, this really great truck, uh, Tacoma. It was like a 96, I think, Tacoma truck. And, um, he had gotten lung cancer and he passed away. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the, he left, he basically left the truck to me. Um, or the my family and I, we just decided that it made sense that it would be for me because I had just, uh, blown an engine on my previous car. So I was carless for a while. Uh And, uh, and so I get this truck, and my wife's father drives stick. He's you know like in his fifties, and uh, he showed me one day, like out of necessity, to get this car, I had to learn. And uh, I think he spent maybe thirty minutes or an hour with me, um, teaching me. And dude, for a month, two months, I was like stalling at stop signs <laughs> and red lights. <laughs> yes, yep. long story. Uh, short answer: Yes, I can drive stick.
1: Nice. I have here in my hand a Pod Dex. Would you rather? <laughs> dex. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. We're I'm going on. to shuffle. I will just ask you a few here. We'll go. We'll sure. go a few here. So lightning just, round, right off the top. Okay. Here we go, Alan. Would you rather have very fat arms or super skinny legs?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I already have super uh, skinny legs, so I think (laughs) I would say uh, fat arms. (laughs) Work them out, at least. uh.
1: Right, right. Okay. Alan, would you rather have creamy or chunky peanut butter?
0: Oh, my God. For sure, creamy. Who who eats crunchy uh, peanut
1: butter? What kind of animal prefers crunchy peanut butter, right? All right. Alan. Okay, so well this obviously is metaphorical but would you rather be single for one year including no dating or go on bad dates for one year straight
0: probably a uh, single because i got a buddy who's been on a ton of bad dates and uh, <laughs> where it's like oh my god what a what a stressful situation yeah i think <laughs> yeah i guess okay, single, single because then i could do a lot of podcasts and music.
1: fair enough good answer Alan, would you rather abolish war or find a cure for every type of cancer?
0: Um, I would think I would rather abolish war because that's generally senseless killi- killing. I feel like mm. um, I would prefer to and en- I would prefer to eliminate that um, desire to destroy, even at the expense of. You know, unlimitless creation, I think we would get there eventually as mankind. So, yes, a ball is for.
1: Good answer, too. I, th- I think um, the money alone going towards oh my research God. instead of uh, weapons of mass destruction or weapons of death. Uh, yes, I, I agree. I think we would just totally speed up the process of finding <laughs> a cure and treatment. So, you are correct. <laughs> yeah. You are correct. That is the correct answer. <laughs> there is no Okay, two more. Alan, would you rather... <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, that was... <laughs> would you rather your voice sound like Gilbert Godfrey or Fran Drescher? Who's the second guy? Fran Drescher is the nanny.
0: Oh. Uh, it's a woman, right? Yeah, it is a woman. I would go with her, because Gilbert Godfrey. oh my god.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: a... Man, that, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, it's like, sound like a woman or sound like Gilbert Gottfried.
0: True. I got to go to, I got I to gotta listen back to Fran because I, I'm blanking on that. I just can't imagine there's someone who talks worse than Gilbert Gottfried.
1: They're both, uh, well, Google it later, but it's, it's... <laughs> you'll see. We interrupt this interview for celebrities
0: imitating Fran Drescher's laugh. Just to remind you what she sounds like.
1: She goes... <laughs> That's what I get. <laughs> Just one little quick. <laughs> I'm Peter, I don't like that. <laughs>
0: That's the best
1: I can do. All right, last one. would you rather accidentally laugh loudly at a funeral or fart while giving a speech at a wedding?
0: Um, you know at Luis Mendez's funeral, the the wake I went to, he had given given me this uh, metal like circle like it was like a bracelet almost. I don't know what it was. But I dropped it at the wake. Like it's very quiet. Everybody's warning. I dropped this freaking metal ring oh, and it bangs. It like you know how when you drop a quarter it spins for a little while? <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what, that's what this thing did. So oh, and man. that was not pleasant. I, I frankly I think you could spin a fart a lot more than that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. I I know, I know that's man. And then you feel like everyone's looking at you, right? Did you feel like, yeah, everyone looked thought, back to see I was? you know, uh,
0: I, I, I was too ashamed to look up. I looked immediately down, picked it up and didn't look up. So I'm hoping they didn't. I don't, I don't know. I'd rather not know. It's funny. You say that. Well, it's funny. And also, um, uh, okay. Uh, in 2018, a couple of days before I, uh, it was two days before I got married. I had, you know, I know this sounds fake, but it's true. I had to go to my, my, um, Half brother's funeral uh, two days before I got married, mm. and and so it was. I didn't really know him. He was a couple years older than me. He overdosed, um, and it was very sad. Of course, I didn't yeah. know him very well, which sort of blunted my mourning. Um, but there was an old guy, a really old man, in the uh, sitting down at this wake, and he was like senile. He was with his wife. He starts to laughing. It's funny you say that because. He starts he you know, he doesn't know the young kid who's in the casket. Right. He's just this old guy who doesn't know anything. He, he, and he's like gone. And he's just laughing and he's like yelling stuff. He was like, Oh, why are these people crying? You know, he's just like a oh, like a mega boomer and like <laughs> losing his mind. <laughs> oh man. And I just I just remember sitting there wow. like at my at my brother's wake, just being like, dude, this entire thing's absurd. Like school, yeah. like social, like uh and this whole social thing that we're doing here, like and all the facts involved, like it just was so strange and absurd. Wow.
1: This concludes the pod decks would you rather segment. Now back to regular questions. Next question. You said you're married. How did you meet mm-hmm. your wife?
0: We worked at a retail shop, we worked at Joanne Fabrics. Um, I think they're all around the, the country. Yeah. I worked there for almost 10 years and she was there. It was like her one and only job that she had. Oh, wow. Um, before um, before, and during college, she's a teacher now. Um, but we met there and we worked. I th- God, I started there when I was uh, 18 and she was probably 19 or 20 then. And I worked there until I was like 26 or 27, something like that. Wow. And uh, she, she had gone on to teaching. And uh, so, yeah, we met through work, actually. And um, we've been together for nine years as of um, two days ago. No, wow. as of yesterday.
1: Wow, congratulations, by the way, man.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I don't, um, I never thought I would, you know, I, I expected to get married when I was younger. But it's just interesting how life unfolds. You know, you have all these ideas and Your imagination goes wild, you know, Mm -hmm. in your 20s. And now that I've hit that milestone, which isn't for everybody, you know, I don't know that marriage should be normalized. I'm not even like making that like claim. I don't know that to get married. Right. But given the world we live in and everything I've ever seen on TV, um, it's nice to be where I am, you know, just uh, married, happy. We have a place where it's quiet. It's safe and um you know it's nice really nice
1: who proposed
0: (laughs) i Uh, for sure proposed and um it took took me a long time uh we were together for let's see i think like seven or six years and i you know i i think we had talked about it a little bit and it was kind of like we knew that was the direction but i started not that i got cold feet because i didn't i just like I think have like a commitment issue or something Yeah. like even like when someone says, Hey, you know, next Friday, like if today's like Monday, like "Oh, on Friday, there's this thing going on. Like I feel pressed to say yes. You know, I'll I'll wait till the last, I'll wait till Friday night to say I'm coming, you know, like, yeah. So, so like, that's just a part of like who I am, I guess, maybe the way I was raised or uh, what I've experienced in my life. It was uh, maybe like the last couple of days of the year, um, I guess 2017, the last couple of days of the year, and I just had this feeling like, okay, if I don't propose before this year's over, she's really gonna wonder. Like, God, is he, you know, is he does does he want to? And and I did, of course I did.
1: Now, when the ring's in your pocket, I know for me, I was checking it every two minutes. <laughs> you know, it just. Put your hand on it. Make sure it's still there. <laughs> you know, how did you have it? Yeah. Did you just have it in the box? Did you put it in a bag and a ziploc and a you know what I mean? Because like, I know, yeah. I know, I know you had to have some kind of you know security. You know,
0: it was pockets. it was tough. Yeah, it was in a plastic baggie in my pocket, <laughs> and I had these uh, shorts on. You know, we kayaking, um, and so the fact that I fell in the water like the my my clothes were just flush oh, on man. my body so you could see the ring box like right on my hip oh, you know yeah. like, what is so that I, w- I like pulled this move I was like all like panicky I was like oh yeah I gotta go pee and I'm like soaked right so like I fall into the water and uh, I get out I jump out and she you know she's just worried about me like oh are you okay I'm like oh I gotta pee I gotta pee I yeah. run up the stairs I hide the ring like under a stair or something because I'm like all paranoid. Like, Oh, she's going to see the ring. She's going to find out what I'm about to do. and It's going to ruin the whole moment. You know, so I'm like freaking out. Um, the ring, I knew I had it. I wasn't ever worried that it was gone because like my pants were really, my shorts were really tight. (laughs) Um, and I could, I could feel it. So like, I would know if it wasn't there. So I wasn't checking on it, but, uh, jumping in the water all of a sudden made me very aware of it. (laughs) I bet. And there's one thing I wanna mention about the ring that I, it, I I was so like fortunate in that there's like this family like ring set. Um, it was her grand, great grandmother's I believe and it passed on to her grandma and now it's passed on to her. Oh, you wow. know, the, the guy just ha- would have to get it from the parents. And so that's what I had to do. I had to go ask her mom for it. Like, hey, wow. I, think, I think I'm gonna need those soon. <laughs> and um, so of course that lets her know that I'm going to propose the mother. Yeah. and uh, it's funny. My wife tells me that they all knew, and I didn't know that they all knew <laughs> that like I was going to do it. So all that, so that last month before I proposed, uh, I was just around them, and they all knew, and I didn't know they knew. Oh wow! Um, but uh, the second thing that was funny is that when I went to ask for the rings, we're uh, at her mom's work. Um, I was like, "Hey, don't say anything, you know." But I, I'm going to need those rings. <laughs> so she, she's like, "Oh, okay, okay." I am walking out of her store where she's working. Behind my head, I hear her talking to the customer. Customer behind me, she's like, "Oh, that's my son-in-law."
1: <laughs> I already referred you to, to you as yeah. a son-in-law.
0: <laughs> well, not only well that I that's the funny part too. But the other funny thing is that like I was like, "Hey, don't say, you know?" Right before that, I was like, "Hey, don't say anything, you know." I will to be surprised. <laughs> and I turned my back for two seconds, and she she was telling somebody
1: next question man why and how did you decide to start a podcast why
0: why i wonder why i think oh you know there is one there is one clear reason i think among a lot of other reasons i think i'm curious i think i'm interested in the social dynamics between people um i've You know, I didn't have a terrible childhood per se, but there were things that like I I saw in my childhood that and that I experienced as a human that just make have always you know, my mind has always been geared towards under trying to understand people and why certain social interactions happen the way they do. Um, so I think there is some underbelly to why I do it, but there's also another reason, a more specific example or a more specific reason. And that's that uh, like I had said, I lost my grandfather uh, in 2016, and uh, he was like my father in my in my life. Ever since I was, uh, you know, six or something, you know, he was like the man and father figure in my life. Taught me a lot. His his truck is what I got. That what I inherited. I inherited it from him. Um, and you know, he died of lung cancer, and we as a family we saw that process unfold. And mm. I. He passed away and I think we have a little video of him, a lot of photos, but I I just wished and I still wish that I had recorded a conversation with him just to hear him talk and to hear how he would answer questions and deal with his grandson or whoever's asking the questions because video obviously if i could have videotaped it it would have even been even better yeah. but just on an audio from an audio standpoint just to have that to listen to it even if you don't have the visual um and i didn't i wish mm-hmm. i did but i didn't and um the second uh so that was another reason i wish i had just done that not even for publication but that's but just to have
1: yeah
0: and um So the second episode that I put out, the first episode was with the skater who I really like and we're buddies. But the second episode was with uh my wife's grandmother. No, yeah, my wife's grandmother, who's like nine in her nineties. And um so I I got to do it with her. She's still alive, but I got to do it with her.
1: I heard that one.
0: And I and then I think recently, the past uh within the past ten episodes, no, you know what? It was I think episode like twenty-four or something that I did. I uh I talked to two of my grand, both my grandmothers, my own grandmothers um, on the phone. And I recorded those conversations. Um, that was this year. One of them have, has since passed. She died oh, wow. this year. So not that I, and I wasn't close with that grandmother who I, who, who just died. But it's just interesting that it's sort of the fact that I am, am start, that I started the podcast, which I, I I detest that word for some reason. For some reason I'm so embarrassed to say I have a podcast, quote unquote, because I take it more seriously than what people think that is. Um, but but having started it, you know, I missed that conversation with my grandfather. But now I have two conversations with my grandmothers and my wife's grandmother. And it's something it's uh I think when I, you know, when people see that you have a podcast, they think, "Oh, this guy talks a lot. Oh, this guy thinks everything <laughs> he says is important. Right. This guy thinks he's a superstar, thinks he's worth listening to." And my approach to it, as much as I want the acknowledgement and want people to uh, appreciate what I do, um, aside from that, I feel like these conversations and interviews are documents on a record. It's history in audio form, um, even as small as a, as small as the universe as my own life is, you know, I'm not on the center stage of uh, pop culture. So it's not like these things even matter to anybody yet or ever. But they mean a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And so I think to answer your question, why did I start the podcast? I think the underbelly is that I regret not talking to my grandfather on the record and having that to hear now. But also I just think it's important to capture the essence of people, yeah. Just to have. And uh, one more thing. I'm sorry to keep going on. No, but no. one more thing I want to mention. Go ahead. That has come full circle for me. That you know brought me to tears. Was uh, this year there? One of my guests, Luis Mendez, uh, passed away. Um, he was a homeless man in the city I live in, and uh, I interviewed him on the street. And he was very delusional. Uh, thought he was Jesus or God in the flesh, but but coherent enough to like, you know, he would, he remembered details about his life. So if I asked him how many he has, he could answer it, uh, you know, authentically and actually, but he was killed. He was killed this year. Um, somebody, he, he was found like on the, not, uh, he was found like near a freeway exit and had trauma to the head. So somebody killed him. Oh man. And, and uh, his, I get this DM excuse me i got a comment on on one of my posts with because i interviewed him this uh this past year what was it this year last year it it was this year i started the podcast this year Mm -hmm. i interviewed him and his younger brother comments on the post from earlier this year and says wow that's my brother so he got and he had messaged me and he said that how you know not to like toot my own horn but he had just the brother had said you don't know how good it is to hear him laugh in this oh, tape. And um, and I went to the funeral and everything, and it, and it was so amazing, this experience I had. I went to the funeral um, as a stranger. I really was a stranger. But I hear I heard this noise in the background. The, the, I heard this like, it was like the radio or something. I, and I was like, what is that, who's playing that? I'm sitting there as a stranger at this funeral. Uh, it was awake, mm-hmm. wondering what's this noise I'm hearing. I listened a little longer, and it was my interview with him. The, some of the family was wow. listening to it. And, um, and my God, I just... I love doing this, man. I really do.
1: That's... I mean, that's incredible, Alan. Seriously, dude. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're not tooting your own horn, though, bro. You know what I mean? It's more of a... I mean, your interview and hey, the P-word podcast, you know, you brought somebody... <laughs> a sense of um, whether it be happiness or it was just a moment of uh, you know they just kind of closed their eyes and got to hear their son brother whoever cousins voice again for one last time or you know or as many times as they want to um, Right. you know they might not have that ability to do it if it wasn't for you you're doing something that you enjoy doing and in the process it's bringing people happiness, it's bringing them, you know, it's ability to, to pass the time for, you know, like for me, I, I pass time at work, but you know, I'm also, <laughs> I'm also interested in it. You know, I enjoy doing it. So whether or not, you know, my mom's my biggest fan or you know, <laughs> people in Russia are listening or Sweden or whatever it is, milk dog, it's just, you know, <laughs> something we, I think we both enjoy doing. We love doing it. And in the process mm. we, it brings us a little satisfaction that we're able to um do some create something that people enjoy other than Mm -hmm. you know the usual music you know people enjoy music people enjoy movies people enjoy food and now in this you know where we live this time in our life people enjoy podcasts and there's a hundred million of them probably out there you know what i mean and there's some for everybody you know if you don't like the interview based ones there's the the silly ones if you don't like the silly ones there's ones on you know criminal law there's ones on i mean anything you name it it's out there and you know yours i I go through i go through all the interviews because there's what you said 50 something now
0: i i'm at uh what am i i think i'm at 47 but i expect to be at 50 at least um by the end of the year maybe 52 but at least 50 i would say wow man um and I wonder what it's all worth, you know, like it's been one year and I've really liked it. And I've spent countless hours on this craft, you know, in preparation and in editing and in thinking about and in producing. You know, it's like podcast and a lot of musicians are like this, too. But you, I, I get the sense you're in the same boat because I think a lot of us uh, small time podcasters have to do everything. But I mean, we're... Uh, Writing, producing, directing, uh, editing, yeah, uh, promoting, selling, creating—we're mm-hmm. we're the uh, er and ist of all of the, the elements of this thing. And we don't have the benefit of having a team to like create this quality juggernaut content. You know, it's—I'm assuming you don't have a team working for you, but no. I certainly don't.
1: My kids refuse to help me. <laughs>
0: Dude, by, by the way, I'll never live that thing down that you had said. That It cracked me up so much that when I had, uh, you did your live show as a test and uh, I call in as like a freak, cursing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, what did you I, I heard you've been talking <laughs> <laughs> about me. Like, all my kids I, right here next to me.
0: I didn't pick up, but you're like, oh, hey, this
1: is a family
0: show. I like totally didn't pick up. <laughs>
1: you know and and here's the thing I started doing this and my sister did I tell I I might have mentioned this that night but um, my sister said that you know oh she has two kids of her own and uh, she said they were eating breakfast one day and she was in the bathroom and she came out and she heard my voice and she's like, what what's what's, you know they call me Joey what's Mm. Joey she listens and she comes (laughs) into the kitchen and they're sitting there and they have a little tablet out and they're listening to the podcast (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well note to self. Uh, my niece and nephew enjoyed the podcast. My boys <laughs> asked to listen to the podcast. It's like last thing I want is for them to hear me saying something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I know they're gonna hear it eventually. Right, I know. I just I've like, been
0: careful about that. You
1: no, know, with my even with my parents, they didn't you know I didn't hear any of that from them. Maybe once in a blue moon and even then it was uh, yeah, like yeah. <gasps> very what? awkward you know? almost. Yeah, it, it was it was a strange. Who is your dream interviewee anybody Ooh. who would it be i guess should I, interesting let's say okay past past and present okay two yeah you could do yeah one past or one present
0: okay let's see uh, you know i love these questions and i always i i've been guilty of this one pattern my whole life and a lot of people are they call it hedging where you hedge your statement Oh, you know, uh, that question, you know, I'm going to give you an answer, but, uh, just know (laughs) that I, if I thought about it longer, I would have a better answer, you know, like, so I've been giving myself the latitude in recent months and maybe the last year or two to just be free and have fun with questions like that. So let me answer with reckless abandon here. Uh, let's see. Presently, I would like to interview just for fun. Um, the guy from uh, Schitt's Creek. I've been watching that show recently. I think his yeah. name is Daniel Levi
1: uh-huh.
0: or D- Daniel Levy or Daniel Levi, yeah, the yeah. writer and like his father's on the show. Um, I would, cause I just I started watching that show and I know they put out the last season. I'd love to talk to him. Um, past, I would go with a contemporary and like a contemporary past person. So not like, uh, not like Cleopatra or something. Right. Um, Let's see, somebody in the 20th... Sem- oh, you know who I would love to have interviewed? Richard Feynman, who is a physicist who died, I think, in like uh, 89 or 88. He was, a, he was a physicist who got the Nobel Prize for his work in quantum uh, physics. And oh, I, let me, I'll turn you on to some videos of him. There's a lot of video of him. i read all the books he put out, which all his books were... He never wrote his books. They were dictations of his. So like his assistants would like interview him and like so basically these these books that he's put out or put out on his behalf are just what people have recorded him saying. Um, but I was so fascinated with him as an individual. He's a New Yorker, very accessible in how he communicates science to people and he just sense this passion and this curiosity and this this unbeatable focus of attention on a subject uh so not like a, a a scientist where you just can't relate they're cold and like analytical and right, right. uh you know very st- sterile this guy was so personable and interesting um that i would that's who I, that's the one person out of everybody that's a, that's a good answer i want i'm not not even ahead to that statement very i cool. would love to interview that guy yeah
1: that would probably make that would make me nervous as heck dude i mean someone you know, like, what questions do I got to ask him? But I'm sure you'd prep uh, three quick, uh, not speed round, but uh, give me a movie recommendation.
0: Ooh. Ooh, see, but you're a movie guy. So, uh, OK, oh, I, again, or I'll give the people, statement.
1: let's say give the people out there, this? including myself.
0: God, like, oh my God, I love there's so many movies that I just love so much. You know what I watched last night, um, which my wife and I totally forgot that we had seen it, uh, was Moonlight. Have you seen Moonlight? A movie? Yeah. No. It came out a couple of years ago. It's about a, a gay black man or gay black boy, and it, you see three chapters of his life when he's a boy, when he's a teenager, and then when he's a man. Mm-hmm. And uh, fascinating. I, it was very boring and unremarkable the first time we saw it, but then we watched it again last night on accident. And um, it's very nice. It's like a
1: good movie. I you just have to realize that. And that sounds, it was so boring the first time, but we watched it again on accident. On accident. And it was great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, The film I watched several times this year was Jojo Rabbit.
0: I've never even heard of that. What is that? Uh,
1: Taika Waititi directed and produced it. And, uh, it's a film about a young, a German boy during World War II whose imaginary friend is Hitler. (laughs) And, uh, he wants to be a Nazi. But it's, it's, it's actually a funny, heartwarming movie. It, oh
0: uh, wait, who who's in that? Um there's a couple big names in there. Yeah,
1: it, the director Taika Waititi, for one, he's he's really mm-hmm. like he's just rocketing right now his you know, his his uh his movies and stuff that he's doesn't, produced.
0: It, doesn't it look very Wes Anderson y
1: Yeah, it, and it's and it's uh just beautiful. Everything the way it's shot is just incredible, dude. Uh the movies like uh what was the one? Um I'm trying to think of the there's like Three or four other movies that I just I loved, and they were shot the same way, basically. But um, mm. uh, jeez, dude, I uh, if you don't know by now, I have the worst memory in the history of mankind. <laughs> yeah, right. And this is how I. This is how I. Oh, that one girl, the Black Widow from the Avengers. Uh, what other movies was she in? And and people are screaming at the at the their stereos and their phones uh. right now. <laughs> what? Hang on. I have to give in. I have to give in.
0: Yeah, I, I know it's some very. Uh, I, I'm starting to get vaguely recall. It's like a. Ha- it's like an Anne Hathaway sort of. Scarlett person.
1: Johansson is a, that's her. That's who it is. I don't know why I could not oh. remember that. Scarlett Johansson oh. is his mom. Okay. Oh. Uh Taika Waititi is Hitler, uh, and it's not like a spoiler alert, but his mom is hiding a Jew, a Jewish girl, in the house, and he is a future Nazi soldier of Germany. You know what I mean? And then he finds the girl. What happens after? I would I would recommend to watch though. It's it's a good movie, man. And it brought me to tears twice throughout the oh, show. Oh, wow. Yeah. OK, I'll check it out. So it's funny. It, it, you'll laugh, but it's definitely not. It's <laughs> definitely one that you're like, oh, you know, it gets you. Mm. It gets you. And I, there's a few movies I can count on probably one or two hands that have got me like that. Mm. You know, you weren't expecting it. Uh, but it's a really good movie I think I watched it three times this year
0: wow yeah. All right, I'll check it out sounds good
1: yeah okay uh, next uh, music artist or band give me a recommendation
0: um you know who I really love who uh, I've been I, I play keyboard it's that's pro- that's probably my dominant uh, instrument mm-hmm. And I've been playing for, I think, maybe 11 or 12 years now. And the way I sound does not sound like I've been playing that long. I am not as good as that. You know, when people say, oh, I've been playing playing for 13 years, you think they're going to be amazing. So that's not me. (laughs) That's how I've taken it very casual. Are you self-taught? Self-taught, yes. I've I've taken some uh, theory classes, but I've never had like uh, lessons or anything like that. Um, took a couple of college courses. But I would um, recommend the keyboard, the, uh, the piano player that really has influenced my whole entire perception of playing the keyboard. And that would be Bill Evans. He was uh, a pioneer in jazz. I want to say he was born in the 30s or something. He died, I think, in 80 or 79. I think it was an overdose. he was a fuel. Wow. hardcore jazz musician. He was, what I loved about this guy was that he um, was classically trained. So imagine like a classic, like a it's basically a blend of like classical music and jazz. Uh-huh. Like, and it's just so, uh, it, you know, what can I say? Every jazz key player who calls themselves that is probably really good. But Bill Evans, I think he revolutionized it for his time. Um, and that's who I would recommend.
1: Ellen Orante, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ellen, uh, you make music. You have a SoundCloud. Do you want to uh, share it?
0: Um, SoundCloud, it it destroys yeah. uh, audio file. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. is up with it. But uh, if you, if anybody who's listening would want to hear music I make, uh, you can search up Wallflower Pioneer. I would highly recommend on Spotify or Apple music um, new EP actually coming out. I'm waiting for it to process. Oh, you heard the new one. I did. Oh my God. It sounds so terrible on SoundCloud. Dude. Uh, it sounds, it sounds way better on Apple music. Um, yeah. I, I appreciate you having me on, man. I hope uh, there's some value here. I, I like talking to you and um, hopefully there's nobody asleep listening to me. Talk right now. <laughs>
1: Or we can do the uh, ASMR episode. Close your eyes, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) No, man, thank you. I I appreciate your time, man. Uh, Thank your wife for loaning you to me for the past hour and 20 minutes. Um, Yeah, I will see you around, I'm sure, on Instagram. Uh, Do you want to plug that or nah?
0: Uh, I mean, if people, uh, if they're interested, they'll find me. Uh, That's my Instagram name, Alan Arante. Um, I've in recent uh, years, I just like have stopped pushing myself on people. I, I see that on social media now and I just like want to throw up, you know?
1: (laughs) Well, I'll push him. It's Alan Aronte, ladies and gentlemen. He is on Instagram. If you're interested in hearing the recluse podcast, I recommend checking it out. It is available on, uh, not only Podbean, correct. It's on, uh. Is it on everything? What's it on?
0: Yeah, all the major stuff. I I think people. I imagine that people are only interested on in a Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Apple Music nowadays. Yeah, I, but it's yeah. certainly there.
1: Yeah, check it out, I, I, ladies and gentlemen. I do find it interesting. It's not side-splitting fart comedy. It's not. Uh, it, but it is good. There is funny stuff in there there's uh, stuff to learn there's just random I mean check it out I guarantee you if you look through the list of interviewees you will find someone you'll be like oh I want to hear it that's exactly what happened to me and I'm just making my way downtown you know what I mean <laughs> Walking fast facing pass and I'm homebound baby you know what I mean and I'm just listening to a new episode you know I listen to you know 20 minutes here 20 minutes there at work and I'm getting through them so I do enjoy them Alan I really do bro
0: thanks man I appreciate that a lot
1: Well, thanks again, my friend. I hope you have a good evening, and I will talk to you soon, man. Yeah, you too. We got to do it again. Absolutely, Alan. Thanks, buddy. All right, see you, man. Thanks. All right, bye. Have a good night. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode in the books with my good friend and fellow podcaster, Alan Orante. You can check him out. I will put all the links in the show description. Uh, Do me a favor, check it out if you're uh, looking for a podcast. Thanks for spending some time with us, and I hope you subscribe, like, tell a friend, whatever. Have a great week. Much love.